0: Everything that touches a customer's market marketing because it, it's a point of influence to say, do I want to do business with this person again? And we always think marketing is, oh, look at this cool Facebook ad. Oh, isn't it cool? Or look at this YouTube video that I put together. Isn't this beautiful? No. I mean, really, it's, it's everything that influences that customer and prospect.
1: Hey, it's Roger back at you at the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm a huge believer in having multiple profit centers in your operation, and this is more important now than ever. With rising costs, inflation, um, recession on the horizon, it is so important to not only maximize every sale in your business, but obviously maximize the profit on every sale. So this week's guest has a turnkey catering solution. We're gonna talk all about how you can add catering to your restaurant business. Thanks so much to the sponsors this week. Works, The Birthday Club, Serve, and Pop Menu. Now, on with the episode.
2: You're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin.
1: Listen, I'm all about marketing, but believe me, Very few marketing ideas today are fully trackable, where you know exactly where the business is coming from, and you also know that it's generating a positive return on your investment. Now, I no longer own restaurants, but if I did, this idea would be at the very top of my marketing plan. It's all about birthdays. Everyone has a birthday, and they are a huge, let me repeat that, huge source of business in your restaurant. Why wouldn't you want to focus in on reaching everyone with a birthday in your area? Well, you can with The Birthday Club from FanConnect. Best part is they do everything for you. You get a turnkey marketing system that sends birthday cards in advance, inviting people to celebrate at your restaurant from your area code. Plus, a sign-up strategy for your existing customers. New business, repeat business, higher check averages, and a massive customer database. You can get all this with The Birthday Club. Check it out and sign up now at getfanconnect.com forward slash birthday rockstar. Restaurant owners and managers, listen, this is important. If you haven't heard of the employer retention credit, your business can receive lots of money back from the IRS, money you've already paid in payroll taxes. Now, the ERC program, as it's known, is available if your operation had fewer than 500 employees, you had to shut down or partially suspend your business, or you had at least a 20% reduction in business due to COVID-19 in any quarter of 2020 and the first three quarters of 2020. Now, how much is the credit? Up to $7,000 back per employee per quarter for 2021 and up to $5,000 per employee in 2020. Listen, if you have 10 employees today and meet the requirements, you could receive up to $260,000 back in a refundable tax credit. Now, the faster you apply, the faster you get the cash. Think of it as found money that you can use for any purpose, payroll, cost of goods, business improvement, or other business expenses. Again, best of all, you do not need to pay this money back. Now, Works is a company that will do all the heavy lifting for you and get your business back the money that's due. I'm speaking from experience here with Works. I received a sizable amount back in all available quarters from my former restaurant, and I couldn't be more pleased with their service, their people, and their process. For a no-obligation consult, click the link for Works in the show notes to this episode. Don't miss out get your consult today. Welcome back everyone to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. I've always been a big believer in having multiple profit centers in your restaurant and really being focused on profits now is so important. So with me today is the founder and president of a company called CaterZen. His name is Michael Atias. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you today?
0: Hey, Roger. Happy Thursday.
1: Happy Thursday to you. Thanks for being with us. Now, this is a really of exciting course. topic and it's going to obviously be really robust. We're going to dive into you know what catering is all about, what the different opportunities are in catering. And then we're going to talk all about how you automate the entire system for restaurants to put a catering system in place in their operations. So we always start with the backstory of my guests. So we're all eager to hear how did you get into this business, even if it goes back to when you were 15 years old up to the present sure. day? And then what led to Cater's Then, in, in terms of hospitality?
0: You know, it's funny. Um, you never know where life is going to take you. And when, you, when, when there's something you want and you don't get it, it's a disappointment. But if you really look back, you know, the universe has a bigger plan for you. Um, my first job, I tried to get a job at a men's clothing store. Got turned down for that. Got turned down working in a grocery store. Um, A friend of mine was a busboy at a restaurant, and I got a job washing dishes. And this is when there was a stack of applications this thick to get a job as a dishwasher. Today, you'd laugh at it. You know, you wish those days were there. So I got a job as a dishwasher, did such a crappy job that made me a busboy within a month. Worked my way up there. Um, they had done some catering there and I knew it was profitable. It's sort of cool. But I mean, I didn't really pay attention until I ended up at Corky's Barbecue in college. And they did a ton of catering. Like every day, they'd have five, 10, 15 orders go out the door before they, they opened to the public. And it was very, very profitable. Um, so I saw the business model. I saw that it was free advertising um, and people loved their food and they did full service as well. But the one thing I couldn't Wrap my head around is, look, these people aren't stupid. They, you know, they come from a family of business people, but, you know, every time somebody picks up the phone and calls to order a catering, what's your name? What's your address? What's your company? Where's it getting delivered to? What's your credit card number? And then the manager would spend an hour every afternoon adding up the tickets for the production and planning. I'm like, you know, most people don't even know what DBase 3 Plus is, but if I knew how to use DBase base 3 Plus, I could write just a simple program to put on a PC to do this. So the seeds for this company were planted when I was probably 20, 21 years old. Fast forward, I became a Corky's franchisee, over a million dollars a year in catering out of 104 seat restaurants, started traveling around the country, teaching other restaurants how to add catering as a profit center. And then when I sold out in 2005, got a divorce. Uh, was rebuilding my life, bootstrapped the software company. And, uh, you know, we launched in 08 and, uh, we've just been growing and going since then. Wow.
1: That's, that's a great story, Michael. So obviously the brainchild for this was your young, you know, young person experience in this business. And wasn't it fortuitous that you didn't last as a dishwasher. You got promoted to busser, you say things happen to you when you least expect it. And that was sort of the beginning, the seeds for this business. Um, I often love to tell people that my very first job in this business was a dishwasher also. And similar to you, I was very quickly promoted to bartender because they saw something special in me. And it was really amazing where I learned the basics of hospitality You know, anybody can wash dishes and that sort of thing. But when you actually have to interact with the guests and give them special treatment, this was a private country club. So, of course, these guests obviously expected that they were to be treated like VIPs. I quickly caught on to that. And then I started making tons of money because every time I made them a drink, they'd be tossing me $10 bills. And this is when I was in high school, you know? And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And and yeah, the money was great, but it was really about, I cared, you know? I wanted to give them a good experience. And you know, who knew that I'd ultimately be in the restaurant business, just like you, you know, you became a yeah, franchisee well, for Corky's and that's your story.
0: I mean, you had to be 18 to bartend. So I would have waited tables a lot sooner if I could have, because that's where the money was. And there I was, was, you know, dealing with people and upselling and all that good stuff. Um, I do want to point something out that, Please. um and I try to teach my team this, it's like, you need to wake up every day, looking for problems to solve, to permanently eliminate I gotta right? write
1: that down. Keep going.
0: So I'll give you an example. It's like, you know, you open up a restaurant and, you know, you come in in the mid shift and it's like, how come no one turns on the sign, right? And you get frustrated. Well, no, you create a system. I got an opening checklist, right? And the same thing in our company, we're, we're basically just in the problem-solving business. Like, I don't like people. I love people, but I don't like employees, Right because the more employees, you, your problems and opportunities for problems exponentially grow. So if you can create a system, buy software and install something that's going to save somebody an hour time or two hours a time, you know, then you put that in place. So I'm always looking not only in our own business, but, you know, when I had my own restaurant, I was always looking, how do you solve problems? You know, and that could be, Operational problems, but also sales problems. You know, how do you put in an upsell script? How do you put together a package? Um, You know, arrange your appetizers, menu, you know, lay out your menu. How can I do things that are going to make me more money so I don't have to deal with this, these problems or opportunities again, right? So there's all these different, and I think I learned that from, no, I don't think I learned that from Michael Gerber was the first guy, you know, the e-myth. Of course. I'm um, sort of, uh, you know, planted the seeds, but it's the way my brain thinks is how to solve a problem. And most people they get, they wake up every day and they deal with the same shit. It's like the guy who hits his head against the wall. He hits his head. So get, Like, you know, move over two feet and the door is there. Like, why are you running into the wall every day? Definition
1: so. of an insanity, right? You keep doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. Now, you mentioned a moment ago about you know, 10, 15 orders out the door before the business was even open for business and operating to the dine-in public, that sort of thing. So that is a very basic way of starting a catering operation. And then as you grow into this business, now we're talking about doing private functions and events outside your operation, right. doing weddings and banquets and lunches for big companies. And it's the possibilities are really, really endless. So- We're going to talk about everything in between, but right now, what you mentioned about labor was was a critical point because you want systems in place. You don't want to bring in more people. You want to do more with less, but the systems allow you to do that. So I really like that first, especially now during this labor challenge where everyone is struggling with labor. Rock stars. Restaurants have been hit hard the last few years, which means restaurant owners and staff are working harder than ever. Trying to meet the demands of in-person hospitality can be really demanding, which is why I recommend Pot Menu Answering. Pot Menu Answering turns every phone call into an opportunity. It uses artificial intelligence to answer the simple questions that are tying up your phone lines like, can I make a reservation or where are you located? And over 50% of restaurant guests are happy to have their questions answered by an automated system. Within the pop menu platform, you can customize answers for your restaurant and choose the voice your guests hear and even send follow-up links via text message. Pop Menu Answering picks up your phone 24 7, 365 days a year, allowing you and your team to focus on what matters most pleasing your guests. Prevent lost customers and impress your guests with Pop Menu Answering. And for a limited time, my listeners can get $100 off their first month plus lock in one unchanging monthly rate at popmenu.com forward slash rockstars. Go now to get $100 off your first month and learn more about PopMenu's full collection of tools at popmenu.com forward slash rockstars. Rock on. Let me ask you, is it possible to attract catering clients during the times when we most need the business? Like every business is, every restaurant is probably busy on Fridays and Saturdays and, and weekends and that sort of thing. But Mondays, Sundays might be a little slower. And ultimately, if you grow this, there's opportunity throughout the week, but is it really possible to like somehow find clients to fill extra orders out the door, even if it is that simple during slower times? Do you see that happening much?
0: I mean, it's chicken and the egg. There are opportunities, but if you're just looking for those, the answer is no. Right. And and let me explain okay. like big days to to do drop off lunches is Fridays, right? It's sort of a lazy day around the office. We're gonna bring in lines. True. So yep. those were always busier corporate drop-off days for us.
1: That's a sweet spot. Um,
0: yeah. So same thing when we did full service events, you know, everybody's getting married on the weekend. They're doing company picnics on the weekend, but we did have events where we do holiday parties during the week because, you know, they're not going to make their employees come in to eat with fellow employees on a Saturday night. They're going to be with their families. So there are opportunities, you know. We did a lot of Black Friday catering. So one day a year on that Friday where we would have been dead. We were yeah. busy. So it's sort of 50-50. But I think the I think the the bigger question to ask is what do you really want to do and where are the opportunities? And so when I use the word catering, you know, you probably grew up thinking catering is like, you know, if your parents went to a wedding, it was catered, right? You know, um, c- holiday party catered. Well. Catering is really what I consider if you're feeding, let's say, 10 or more people any kind of food, it's catering, and it's even taking a broader. So where most restaurants start off with is what I call corporate drop-off or self-service catering. Now, the opportunities, you know, we had one, two, three thousand 3,000 on the books in my restaurant before we unlocked the doors most days. People aren't nice. in offices as much. Um, so you've got to figure out who is in offices and go after those people, right? There's distribution companies, there's warehouses, there's medical complexes. You know, doctors can't not come into the office, right? Correct. They can't. Medical they can offices do some are always but, open. You know, yeah. So you've got to figure out what you know. It's the old. They ask this famous bank robber, "Why'd you rob banks?" He goes, "Because that's where the money's at, right?" So you got to go where the money's being made, and not say, "Oh, well, I tried. This doesn't work," right? There are still opportunities. I'm now considering private party room bookings catering, right? Because it's really a captive catering. You know, if you had a hotel, it'd be a catered event in one of your banquet rooms, right? Correct. Or bargain. Right. So exactly party room. Yep. It's the same marketing, it's the same operation. So we've expanded our software to be able to do start and end times for rooms and events. So you can book that. But it's the same marketing, it's the same operations, you know. Do you really want to do 50 individual meals or have people order off the menu? No, you can't. The kitchen will be clogged. You're like, hey, pick between, you know, we're going to bring out an assortment of beverages. You know, this is what everyone gets to pick. This is what the appetizers are for the table. Then we're going to let everyone pick between one of three entrees. Then we're going to bring everyone a choice of two desserts. And then obviously coffee, tea, soft drinks. And we're going to put in a package and we're going to, you know, whatever. So it's it's the same thing, but it's in it's in your four walls. And then full-service events, just because there's money in something doesn't mean you should do it. One of my mentors said, the biggest thing you can learn in business is what to say no to. So for instance, I've always said if I was going to get back in the the restaurant business, I would probably go. I saw a guy had this business model. He was in Phoenix, Arizona, in an office industrial park by the airport. Tons of people. He did a Monday through Friday barbecue restaurant, and then he blew out the, the drop-off business through the back door, right? So he's getting all those people, blue and white-collar people, coming to eat with him, and he's not working nights, he's not working weekends. And if he does decide he's going to do a big event on the weekends, it's worth his while, right? Like, I'm going to go sense. do this yeah. $10,000 know, company picnic, but it's going to put five grand in my pocket, and that's going to fund my family's vacation, Right. So, you know, you're not, he's not doing every night events and and he's with his family. And he's got a quality of life. You might be at a point. It's like, great. I know I could do, if we really went after it, we could do half a million in full service catering, but I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the logistics, the truck, the the employees. I just want to do what's in my four walls and, and crank that out. So just because it's there doesn't mean you should do it. Right. Good point. Um, Another thing is, is during COVID, a lot of our clients were thinking creatively, like, how can we do family meal deals? So it's like HelloFresh that delivers the raw food and you make it.
1: We do that. Well, we we actually enjoy that. The, we enjoy the experience. We enjoy the flavor profiles. It's been done really well. They got some really great chefs that have put these yeah. meals together. And, so go and ahead. you yeah. could
0: do you could do something on a local basis. Like if yeah. you if you're a high-end mm-hmm. restaurant, you could say, Hey, we're gonna assemble all the ingredients and we're gonna charge a premium because you know I'm a highly rated chef. I'm not just a box off TV, right? Of course. I'm a local celebrity. Or I can pre-do your dinners for you, um, in aluminum reheatable and, you know, Hey, three nights a week, you and your wife don't have to worry about food. You know, you pick every week we have a rotating menu, you know, tonight you're going to have lasagna and salad and breadsticks and, you know, maybe brownies and you're gonna pay X number of dollars and I'm prepping it up for a bunch of people. And maybe I only deliver to your part of town on Mondays, my part of town on Tuesdays and, you know, it's it's sort of like a deconstructed catering. You know, you're selling food in bulk. It's all cold, refrigerated. You know, you can make it the day before, um, morning of, whatever, and, and sell it. So there's, you got to think creatively, like we're really in the food distribution business. And what does that look like? Cisco figured this out, right? U.S. Foods figured this out. It's like they used to be in the, hey, we're selling produce business. And then they figured out, you know what? People would pay a premium to have the onions chopped and put in a cryobank in a, in a, in a, a bag. People would pay a premium to have lime juice in gallon jugs as opposed to buying raw limes and having some guy at a juicer making lime juice, right? So it's the value add. Like, I don't have time to cook. The only time I cook is if I have a date that I'm cooking for. I have friends coming over, but I don't cook for myself. So, you know, it, it really can take on whatever life you want, but it really revolves around what are you known for? That's where you start with. Because if you were going to have a pool party, where do you want Mexican food from? You know, probably your favorite Mexican restaurant. I love it in there. And they set to go. Let's get it from there. You know, so do what you're known for first. You can expand after that once you have a reputation as a good caterer. And then obviously, we know it's. It's free advertising, right? Every time you go out there and feed somebody. So if if you were going to spend, if you had very limited resources, you are you know, unless you're doing really grassroots marketing, database marketing, that kind of stuff, you're not going to have the budget to have an impact in your market. So you might as well just put all that money into building your catering sales. They're incremental profits and you're getting paid to advertise your brand. Unless you do a shitty job, then you're just going out of business quicker because people are like, eh. I don't think I ever want to eat there.
1: And there's breakage involved too. So it's incremental profits, but it's like if people commit to say 30 meals or whatever, whether that's in-house at a private party, you're actually delivering it catered. They're paying for 30, even if you actually deliver less or your kitchen prepares less based on who shows up. So that's a good thing too. What about concepts? Is there certain... It seems like it's it's very much universal, almost like every cuisine has an appeal to a certain target market, but not every cuisine travels well if you're delivering it somewhere. So do restaurants have to sort of really simplify and pare down a menu that that's been proven to travel well and it holds up well and and it also has that appeal, but it's also profitable. Do we start with the menu before we decide to put a program in place?
0: You got to start with the menu. I want to go back a second. Another benefit you have is if you're a caterer and they they were to call you up, Roger, and say, hey, I want you to do a fajita buffet, right? Yeah. You have to buy all the ingredients for those people. Well, if I own a a Mexican restaurant, I can give you exactly what you need because you know what? Whether I'm making... Twenty pounds of guacamole or twenty five. I'm making guacamole all day long. There's no waste, right? There's no, hey, I've got to buy a whole case of avocados when I only need a half, right. and I got to build it into my price. So you, you've got that going for you. There are some foods that travel well or enjoyed well, right? If you're a vegetarian in Nashville, Tennessee, you're probably not gonna like crush it, but you still have your customer base that you can sell to. It attracts vegetarians. Vegetarians are going to have events, but it's not going to be like a barbecue. It's not going to be like Italian. It's not going to be like deli. There's the, the tried and trues. Um, but there are guys, you know, crushing it with Mediterranean. Um, I think it does have to travel well. And you've got to decide, am I in the hot business, the cold business, something? Am I in the box lunch business? Because some things are better as box lunches. Yeah. So you're not doing platters. Um, yeah, you definitely have to look at that. And I'm a big believer in putting together three tiers of, of pricing, sort of good, better, best, you know, so it's like, um, or low, mid, high, some people are looking for something a little more budget conscious. So you, you you'd have fewer options, maybe more basic things, and you have something in the middle and something high end that has everything in it. And then you could charge extra for more premium meats or sides or add-ons. So there's a way to, to bump up the check average, you know, um, on that. And you know, you, you you definitely want to give people options when it when it comes to that.
1: All right. So you've got a turnkey catering solution based around your proprietary software that really started with your personal experience, and this has all been refined and proven over and over again in multiple restaurant situations. So let's just say I'm a restaurant. I'm intrigued by what I'm hearing now. Can you walk us through the process of, you know, you know, Joe's restaurant, USA wants to start a catering operation. I'm intrigued with this software you have walk us through the steps and the processes and the onboarding and that whole thing.
0: So we have really pivoted our company that we're, this is going to sound crazy. We're not as much in the helping restaurants get into the catering business, we are more in helping successful restaurants and caterers be more successful. Gotcha. So I have free, re- I have free resources. Like you can go here. Let me just pull it up It's behind me. You can go get a copy of cater or die on Amazon. You can download it for free on my website. Literally I have, that is a blueprint on how to go start a catering company. There's a lot. There's a lot of really good consultants that will help you with that. Um, What I have found is, I'm trying to be respectful. Very few people get shit done. Right? There's a reason. There's a one percent because the one percent get up and figure out how to kick ass, and most people make excuses. So, like, you know, people say, "Are you worried about your competitors seeing your product?" No. Sign up for my product because I'll innovate quicker than you. Are you worried about teaching your competitor in Nashville how to sell more catering? No, because he's not going to get up off his ass and do anything statistically, right? And so when you do that, I'm in the business. We all want to be in the business of long term clients. So if you get a catering client, you don't want a one and done. You want somebody, hey, that farmer rep's going to call you once a week and order. But yeah. so it's the same thing. What we figured out is we, we put in all this front end effort to walk people through we create their menus their four walls marketing their websites taught them how to lead generate a year later they would just cancel the program because like uh, oh, you know my person quit or oh uh, i couldn't get this done the dog ate my homework it's like here i got i got a list of excuses one through 20 on a board just pick a number because they're all the same to me it's white noise like i don't care so that's that business model doesn't work for me because I get frustrated with people who don't do things. So we pivoted to say, hey, if you really want the best software to run your business, so you're not wasting time, so you're increasing. I think on average, we did an analysis over three years that people that use the marketing and some of the systems built in our software, they increase their sales year over year by an average of 14% because there's things like, give you an example. And I did this manually when I had my restaurant. I would go and do your company picnic and it was a $10,000 event. Well, do you think I want that event back next year? And do you think most people pick up the phone and call Roger and say, hey, Roger, we did your event last year. Let's do it again. No, I would take a copy of the catering ticket. I put it in an accordion file folder January through December when I needed to contact you. And I'd know, hey, month of june i need to call roger rebook the event and i had a piece of paper well now we built it in our software so any event you book you get a reminder that pops up says do i want to be reminded to rebook this event whether it's next week next month next quarter and so that little feature alone is going to bring you more business right the way that we help you set up um modifiers and upsells is going to help you sell more so you know, we, we, we sort of do it like you want to be at a certain level before you come to us for, for technology, but we Makes have sense. lots of free resources. We'll teach you how to sell catering drinks and make more money than most people are making. I've got a book on that and it's free. I mean, because what we figure is if we educate the marketplace, the 1% is going to rise to the top and they're going to work with me because I'm the guy who gave them the information and then they're ready for me, right?
1: There's another opportunity because so many states have allowed people to take cocktails out of their restaurants and the same applies to catering if the day part is correct. So if it's an after hours party, after work or whatever, you can sell cocktails and food. So that's a great thing. What I heard from you is, okay, it takes an operation to be up and running with a certain catering operation, but now it's a fully automated tracking system, tracking context, contacts, you know, tracking prospects, emails, phone calls, follow-ups. There's an ordering function, of course. I want to talk about all that. Online ordering. Yeah. I mean, literally,
0: if you think about it, everything you could think about to run a catering business is in our software. Online ordering, order taking, proposal creations, electronic contracts, BEOs, kitchen production, planning, routing delivery drivers. We have an app, That makes your drivers look like they're Uber drivers, where the catering client could track them turn by turn on the screen, as opposed to calling you up at 5 to 12, Hey, Roger, where's my order? And then you're like, You got to stop what you're doing. You got to call the driver. Oh, I just pulled in the parking garage. Hey, Betty, he just pulled in the parking garage. Well, now it's on an app, right? Even the ability. I guess maybe Square figured this out. You know, you go to a coffee shop and you you buy a $3 coffee, right? $4 coffee. And they right. turn the t- pad a- around and said, here, could you complete the sale? And you're left looking at this kid and it says, do you want to leave 15, 20, 25% or other and sign it? Well, you look sort of like a schmuck if you don't leave at least a buck, right? Or something. So think about the tips that are generated. Well, the same thing. We have a client that more than pays for our software off the tipping feature on the driver's app. So if they drop off a $300 catered event, you know you might get $20, $30, $40, $50 just because that person's spending the company's money and just hits the button. We're all conditioned. Well, I'm going to give you that client. I was giving them an extra $2,000 a month and tips. That's free payroll for the cost of my software. They got an almost 10x return just on that one feature, not the hours a day they spent on kitchen production planning, not you know the database, the email marketing to get people to come back, not all the other things. One little afterthought in our software pays for the whole thing because if your drivers are making more money if my drivers are making more money driving for me than driving for you who do you think they want to drive for they want to drive for me assuming we're both decent people now if i'm an asshole yeah. they are probably not they might go to work for you for less <laughs> yeah, but sure. you get the point yep. you know if and that's free money that's not coming out of your pocket
1: i really like the reminder feature And what you're talking about here is you don't want to do the one and dones. You want repeat business. Once you build that core business, then you can have a whole marketing system that gets that business back again and again on top of building new clients that then become repeat clients and all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about the database building and the marketing and how sophisticated can the marketing get. But before you answer, I also saw the BEO function with this whole build your own thing that literally allows you to customize photography of the food of your spaces of whatever you want to do that is used as a marketing tool to attract new clients. And maybe you can take photographs of the last function you did for a client. And then reminder says, Hey, I got to contact Joe this week because last year they did a $10,000 event. I want to do it again. And then you got photographs of their event or of the food that went out to that event and you market to them saying, Hey, what a great time it was. Let's do it again. All that exists, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many, like on the driver's app, you can take pictures. There's a lot of, I mean, like it's like yeah. drinking out of a fire hose. So, you know, you, the first thing you have to do is you, you, you have to, when you take customer information, you need to take it the right way. Like proper tense case, full address, full email, all that kind of stuff. Cause of then you have data, right. sales yeah. data. Right. Another thing we have that is like an afterthought is We have a loyalty system that we tie into. It's called Tango Cards. You know, Roger, if you go and eat at a restaurant and you earn a free lunch once a month, you're like, okay, that's cool. You know, fifteen dollars I've earned, whatever. Well, what happens if you're that admin? Do you want a thousand dollars in gift cards to my restaurant? Probably not. So you can reward them with up to eighty electronic gift cards through this third party. So now you can really buy. Someone's big book of business because now Susie, who decides where the food's coming from, right,
1: right, right. He's
0: going to Rogers because Roger is going to send her a thousand dollars worth of Amazon gift cards, and guess what? Her Christmas budget is free, uh-huh. and it, it's worth giving two, three percent back. Yep, electronic gift sure. cards. Yes, gift certificates. You could give more, and it costs you less, and you get them back. But we're talking about a different type of customer and a different type of motivation, right? So, you've got that. Um, That's excellent. B-
2: I-
1: what? That that was a really excellent point. I mean, what a way to build loyalty and repeat business, and giving a small, you know, giving a percentage back to ensure that that person contacts right. you again to do it again. Yeah.
0: Got it. Here, here's another one. We're we're about to go live with a select. We have email marketing, you know, mass email marketing. You can do it to groups, what have you, mm-hmm. that you could send out an email marketing. Hey, who hasn't ordered in the last 90 days in our database? And we're going to send them a strong offer. Hey, we hadn't seen you in a while. I was thinking about you. Um, order from us. I'm going to give you a $25 gift card. Now I don't like to discount my product. I like to give stuff for free. So either I agree with that. And when you're when you're spending somebody else's money, it's what's in it for me, right? Like your employees don't care what lunch costs because it's on Roger's credit card. Now if it's their credit card, I care about the discount because I'm doing a party in my backyard for my kid's birthday party, and if I could save ten percent on the cost, great. But if I'm using Roger's credit card and he's not telling me, you know, a super tight budget. Oh, I get a $25 gift card. Yeah, Why not? We hadn't used them in a while. Let's let's throw them back in the mix. Um, So there's just all this stuff. The BEOs are more you're taking pictures for operations. So you could show what this is, what the buffet needs to be set up like. This is what the drink station desserts. This is a schematic of the room layout but keep in I mind see. training people think,
1: internally in order to deliver no, it's like a
0: blueprint of the event. Yeah. It's literally a, oh, when you're gotcha. doing a big event, it's like a blueprint, but, but think about this with a marketing checklist and everything, and data, right? Marketing is anything that touches the customer. What happens? I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, when I opened my restaurant, I, I literally was waiting tables and I got somebody to write a million dollar check and back me. I'd never opened, run, managed a restaurant. And I'm not smart, but I'm really good at stealing ideas and looking at other people. Remember, I told you I like to look for problems. So I said, okay, if I'm going to come up to Nashville, I don't know the landscape. I'm going to go eat at every barbecue restaurant. Right. I want to deconstruct when they sell their sandwich for four dollars. How much meat are they giving? Oh, they're giving two ounces and I give three and a half ounces. Hey, we give you 75 percent more meat. Than the competitor that's why our sandwich is more or we cook our barbecue for 22 hours it doesn't get as much of it's more tender i would call up and play catering prospect and what i found out was a couple of things one nobody would pick up the phone two i get a voicemail at the time it was an answering machine three i'd get somebody in the kitchen who said no one's here call back four i call during business hours they'd say oh you need to you, you need to talk to the manager he's on the line." call back. So what happens when you're calling? You know what? I call Rogers Delhi. Nobody can help me. I'm going on to the next person on my list. So we made sure that we always answered the phone live. Even if it was a just saying, hey, let me take your name and number. Michael will call you right back. So we picked up a lot of business because we showed up, right? So there's all these things that are marketing, right? what do your guys look like when they walk in with the food? Do they look like they've been smoking pot all night long and disheveled or they look sharp? You know, are they friendly when they set everything up? Are they walking through the customer? Hey, I've set everything up. Here's your sandwich trays. Here's your desserts. Here's this, here's the serving utensils. All you have to do is when your group comes through, pull off the lids and let them go through. Right. So Everything that touches the customer is marketing because it, it's a point of influence to say, "Do I want to do business with this person again?" And we always think marketing is, "Oh, look at this cool Facebook ad. Oh, isn't it cool?" Or look at this YouTube video that I put together. Isn't this beautiful? No, I mean really, it's it's everything that influences that customer and prospect. How the phones answer, what are your proposals look like? We've built proposals that look like they were done by a Madison Avenue ad agency, not something you, cr- you cranked out on an Excel spreadsheet.
1: That's a beautiful so you, point. It's custom branded to the restaurant, logos, colors, all that stuff. Like it looks like a professional, like you said, it looks like it's been done. It by looks a like major a professional
0: agent. brochure and it yeah. gives you an opportunity to sell. So for yeah. instance, one of the things we recommend is an FAQ sheet. So they're they're getting their questions answered. Oh, they thought of everything. Testimonials, right? If you're in Nashville, Tennessee and you've got a testimonial from Vanderbilt University, Bridgestone Firestone, the Nashville Predators, the Tennessee Titans, some high and clients are going to think Vanderbilt they can do business with anyone. So if they're doing business with Michael, they've got to be good so I can trust Maybe you do a guarantee. We're a big believer in the on-time or it's free guarantee, or the all-you-can-eat. You know, if we run out of food, you don't pay guarantee. So, you know, we would have never heard of Domino's if they didn't have the thirty-minute or free delivery guarantee. You know, and you can always find something to guarantee. And people go, "Well, I can't guarantee it's going to be delivered on time." Well, shoot to be there fifteen minutes early, not. Exactly on time, and number two is: Do you think you're going to be in business if you're consistently late with food? No, Fairly you're going to be out of bed. So it's sort of like it's the price of admission; it's the ticket to d- d- delivering catering. You better be on time, or you going to be out. So you might as well guarantee what you're going to do anyway, right?
1: So the software enables someone to become like a professional event organizer because all the tools are there and it's all in front of you. And logically from start to finish, you are planning your event, you are executing your event, and then you're having some sort of a debrief at the end with your team. The proposal thing is there. It's a template with the graphics. It's like a yeah Con- contracts
0: deposits, You know, everything, you know, when, when, when if you call me up, Roger and go, Hey, we did an event three months ago, I need a copy of my ticket and I can pull it up in 60 seconds and email it to you. You want to do business with me? Well, let me go out to the mini storage and see if I can find your credit card receipt. Right. right? Or, Hey, can we get the same thing we did last year? Hey, let me send you a copy of it and let's discuss what changes you want.
1: In 30 seconds, bang,
0: here it is. Right. The more professional you look, again, it's sales and marketing. Mm. The admin doesn't get a raise for booking lunch, right? It's a, it's a necessary evil of a job. So you need to make them look good, get it done quickly. So people pay a premium for professionalism.
1: Yeah. Right. I really see that. This is fantastic. So, so yeah. what about costing tools to put a party together? Is, is there, because a menu cost is very important. You know, if you've got an existing so, menu, hopefully you're already dialed in with, it costs so, me so much uh, to I'm put gonna, this plate out per person. I, but, I'm
0: going to tell you that um, I'm going to be um, contrarian. Food cost doesn't matter. So let me give you the asterisk.
1: Okay. You charge please do. Based
0: on what the, You charge based on what the market will bear. And what they'll pay, right? And not what your food cost is. Your customer doesn't care what your food cost is. They're going to pay what they feel they should pay, right? So let's just take the hamburger analogy, right? Yeah. If you're serving a McDonald's quality hamburger, you can't get a Ruth Chris hamburger price. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely true.
0: Doesn't matter how much you want to charge. The fact that you've got to fly somebody in on a private jet to make those hamburgers in your McDonald's, they're not going to pay for that. you know, Ruth Chris is going to get the premium because they're using the best meat and they have the brand and whatever. Right. And Outback, let's say is in the middle. So you sort of have to know where you stand in the, in the marketplace, you know, and you got to be brutally honest with yourself. Am I low, low perceived value brand, medium high on the price point? And what, what are they charging in the marketplace for that? And what value am I bringing? There is some price elasticity. And then you might have to re- re- reverse and Go, Hey, the price is $9.99 a person. Maybe I need to change my portion size, or maybe I give them more things that are less expensive on the buffet. So if people are full, but, um, you know, another thing, just a little tip is you always put the proteins at the end of the buffet, even if you're doing a drop-off because people start filling up their plates. Right. And they have, the less room they have. If I if I put lobster tails at the beginning of the buffet, I'm grab, grabbing three. If lobster is at the end, I only have r- room for one on my plate. Same thing we figured out with plate size, right? A 10 and a quarter inch, three compartment plate holds way more than a nine inch.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: But, and people can come back if they want, But what do they do? They eat that plate of food and then they settle down and they're probably not going to. So now if you do, if you use the math, you know, uh, the area of a circle is pi r squared, right? That, that one and a quarter inches is really, you know, I don't know, 15% less food. I can't do that quick of a math, but you get my point. I'm getting it. Is, is, you know, the, the size of the plates, the size of the cups, you know, am I going to give people 20 ounce cups? On a catering now, I'm probably going to give them a 12-ounce cup, make them come back again, but that's going to require me to send out less, which goes in my food costing and the value proposition, you know. So it's, yes, you have to cost it out. You need to know what your costs are, but it's not a formula like I take it and multiply it by three or four or whatever. I mean, there are rough guides, but, you know. I'm, I might run a 50% food cost on a drop-off catering because it's so easy for me to put together. It's turn and burn. I don't really have to do any extra work. You know, barbecue is just pulling meat, putting a pan, saucing it up, putting a lid on it. Another hotel a hotel pan full of beans that I put in an aluminum pan and then coleslaw and aluminum pan. And some, be- you know, it's simple. So I might, because I'm going to do a $400 drop-off event, it's okay, I'm making $200 gross profit on it. I don't need to make, Three hundred dollars on it because of just the nature of it and what the market will bear, and you know what have you.
1: Can you give us a little more detail on the online ordering and how that works? Because traditionally, online ordering obviously is integrated with your POS system, but does this now integrate with your software specifically? So the orders come into your it's, software or the POS? It's, our, it's our, both.
0: Yeah, it's our proprietary online ordering interface. We just reskinned it. It's. Uh-huh. 2.0, beautiful, dynamic. You can put lead Great. capture forms on the page, pictures of all your menu categories. So it, it definitely makes people want to buy catering. I
1: love it. Um, I love
0: you, it. Could, you can do what I call nice. option upsells within an item. Hey, would you like to add this? And so they have to answer the question before they can put, put the order in, right?
1: Does it lead them to order more because you give them all these options and upsells? And like if, you, you said, if, you
0: do, if you do, if you do, if you do it right, yeah. So let, let's just take, I like let's that. take, a, let's take a side order, right? Yep. Pick your yep. sides. You get two sides, beans, coleslaw, potato sides included. You want truffle mac and cheese. It adds a dollar a person. Oh, I love mac and cheese. Everyone that sounds likes it. Let's good. A dollar a person. Yeah. Would you like to add brownies? Yep. It adds $2 a person to the package. Would you like to add drink a drink pack? $2 a person. Oh, I just upsold you $4 a head by Putting that option and not making you go out to the drinks category, the desserts category, you have to answer no, thank you, or yes, please, and then the price, right? So you're forced to answer before you can put that item in your cart. Well, I don't build that for you. The functionality is there and you have to build it. But yes, you should have with every item that you have, even what you're selling online through your restaurant to go every item should have some kind of upsell associated with it Hallelujah!
1: Thank you very much for stating that because those are lost opportunities unless it's easy for the customer to make the order or for us to make the suggestion.
0: And most people, everyone thinks everyone's price conscience. Most people aren't. There's a price elasticity. Like if you said, oh, would you like to add crab to your steak? Oh, didn't think about it. Sure, why not? What's the cost? I don't know. I, my 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 hands automatically just add twenty to twenty five percent on a credit card receipt. I have no literally thirty seconds after I sign out. I don't know. I don't know what gas costs. I, and I'm not trying to be insensitive to people who are on a budget. I understand some people are, but most people who come in, they don't care about price as much as you care about price. Like, hey, I'm taking my wife out. It's our anniversary. I don't give a crap if I spend another $20, $30. This is my night to come out, right? Or, hey, I'm going to a deli. I don't care if I spend another $2 on a more premium side or getting you know a doctor, Dr. Brown soda versus a fountain soda. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to enjoy myself. If I was pinching pennies, I'd go to the Costco food court, get a hot dog and a drink for $1.50 or brown bag it. So I think in our brains, we think price is as big a deal as it is, and it's not really. No,
1: I would agree with you. We're talking about events. We're talking about special occasions, and people are less price sensitive when they're putting on something special for people that they want to reward, recognize, or just show a good time to. So,
0: or, or they don't want to be embarrassed.
1: Okay, there's another one.
0: You know, just think about that as well. Uh, you know, hey, I got all these people. I I, I can't look like a fool.
1: Right. Yeah. I got to put on a show.
0: Food. Right. So. You know, there's there's lots of different angles about it.
1: You briefly talked about the whole kitchen production tool. So that's sort of a, a tracking tool where we can, every step of putting this order together from start to finish is in there. And as the jobs get completed, it's like checked off and it turns green. And it's like, you can look at things yeah. from a, from a 20,000 foot view and know, okay, this is all Right on target, it's done, but we still have ABC in to do before it's complete, right?
0: Yeah. Well, it well, really, it starts before that, right? You're talking yeah. about yeah. assembling the order. It starts with, you're a, fa- you're a food factory, right? Of so course. how many pounds of potato salad do I need to make for all my catering orders on Friday? So it takes up all the orders for the day and says, you need 72 and a half pounds of potato salad. Well, I run through twenty-five in the restaurant, so now we need to make sure we're part up to hundred pounds, right? Um, and then the crew that's assembling they know that hey, we've got this these bins of you know seventy-five pounds of potato salad that we can start pulling from to put our orders together. So you got to start at the thirty thousand high level and then go down to actually maybe it's I'm doing a four J six of coleslaw and i got 252 of them but somebody's got to make enough coleslaw to fill those right or somebody's got to know how much packaging we need to have on in in the restaurant to put together all these orders how many aluminum pans how many you know cups spoons forks whatever so it's it's a high level and then deconstructed to the lower level as well
1: all right. So, an owner a GM is like the air traffic controller using your software, which, in and of itself, is another air traffic control for the entire function.
0: Um, it's all sort of built into the same interface and who needs it. Yeah. Um, but keep in mind the, the, the beauty of it is it's, it's systematized, right? And I always tell people, I said, look, I know nothing about how to cook your food. I do know how to use systems. So, if I came into anybody's restaurant, You know, you build the formulas, they spit them out. Nobody has to do anything, saves hours a day. If I came into your restaurant, Roger, I I don't know anything about Italian food. How do you make your lasagna? I don't know. But I know that, hey, we need four pans of lasagna tomorrow. And this is your main guy. This is your chef. And I'm going to say, hey, chef, this is the production for tomorrow. And then when it comes time to put in the order, hey, I need that half pan of lasagna. Hey, I need, you know, the two large bowls of Caesar salad. Hey, I need the two pints of Caesar dressing. Hey, I need you know, the bag that has the plates and the cups and the whatever, I'm just, I, I'm I'm, a, an, I, I'm the guy running the orchestra, right? I don't know how to play the damn instruments. I just know that I got to tell the woodwind guy to do this. And then the, the strings got to do this. And the guy on the horns to do this. That's all I'm doing is I'm a conductor and I've got all the moving parts and pieces. I don't have to know how to cook one thing in your restaurant. I don't even have to know where you keep it. I just need to say, Roger, could you go back in the walk-in cooler and get me the coleslaw for the Jones order? Hey, Bob, could you go to the pit station and get me the ribs, you know, for the Smith order? I, I'm just I'm the conductor and I've got the system in place. Remember, I believe in running businesses on processes, not personalities, because personalities come and go and they hold you hostages. Processes don't.
1: Awesome. We've covered a lot of ground today. Do we miss anything, Michael?
0: I mean, you know, I think this is pretty damn thorough. I better get a link to this because I'm going to let all my clients and and prospects see this because, I mean, we literally went through how to build and run and operate a successful catering business.
1: Now, you've got a free demo on your website as well as a free trial offer. Want to talk about that? Yep.
0: Yeah. Just go to our website. We have a lot of things. You can do a 30 day trial. You can sign up for a demo of the software, a lot of free resources. I mean, literally you could go through my blog articles. They go back a lot of, a lot of, um, really good ways to build your business. Um, you know, um, just about everything our software does is outlined there. Um, so caterzen.com and, um, again, read the free resources, like, I've got a, uh, a book called Catering Multipliers, the 17 no cost No Cost laws of building catering sales. So there's 17 things that you can do in your existing catering business to increase sales that cost you nothing. 17, and I outline them for them. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you. They're all built in our software. You can do them manually labor, or you can do them through us, but there's still things you should be doing, right? Reaching out to inactive clients. I don't care if you use my system or you come up with your own system, you're an idiot to have built this relationship. I went to Roger's office. I I'm got an sample of my barbecue. He's a client. I've, the most expensive sale is the first one. Why am I letting him fall through the cracks and go someplace else?
1: Good point. Absolutely. True. It's all
0: common sense. So these are 17 things everybody should be implementing in their business. All 17, not 16, all 17.
1: Residual business, residual income, and keep it printing money and getting more clients. That's That's a yeah, beautiful thing. It is. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Michael. It's been great having you as a guest. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. We'll see everyone in the next episode. Stay well. Well, there you have it. Catering is an ideal additional profit center for your operation. So thank you so much, Michael, for being a great guest, for sharing CaterZen and your turnkey catering solution. We learned so much. Can't wait to see you all in the next episode. Stay tuned and don't miss it.
2: Imagine both your front and back of house teams are so well-trained that they're executing flawlessly. Your front of house is doubling your sales, boosting repeat business, and creating five-star dining experiences. While your back of house is consistently preparing each dish to perfection, on time and to spec. Having a restaurant this dialed takes a unique training system. That's where Serve comes in. Serve means study restaurant variety. And it is a powerful, mobile training system, custom built to meet the needs of your restaurant. Serve will up level your team's knowledge and skills, maximize your profits, and create experiences guests will rave about. Picture this before the doors open for business, Susan, one of your managers, is assigning Serve training to Paul, your new bartender. Using the app, he will learn both food and beverage ingredients, allergens, romance notes, and pairings. She shows Paul how to use Serve's interactive study tools to become a master of the menu and how to use the cocktail database to easily find specs to make any drink. He can't wait to hit the floor and sees how Serve will unlock his hidden sales potential. Susan will be able to track his training progress and test his performance. I've got this, Paul says. Next, Susan just uploaded a brand new appetizer to the serve menu using the admin dashboard. Using Serve's menu profit tools, she's determined that this new dish will have a major positive impact on the restaurant's bottom line if the team is able to sell it. So she makes it a priority sale item and gets your front of house team on board to suggest it throughout the night. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Steve, your line cook, pulls out his phone and uses serve to see prep notes on the new appetizer offering. Wow, he says, here are all the ingredients, the cooking steps, and a photo of the plate presentation. This makes it so easy to learn this dish. Sally, your server, returns to her table with drinks and says, May I now suggest you start with our new signature appetizer? It's the perfect complement to the chef's fantastic lobster special tonight, that pairs wonderfully with a bottle of Whitehaven Sauvignon Blanc. That sounds wonderful, the guest says. We can't wait to try it. Sally learned these suggestive sales by studying pairings on serve. Serve also allows you to up-level your management team with a comprehensive restaurant academy that includes efficiencies, inventory management, cost controls and maximizing profit, menu engineering, proven marketing solutions and more. Surf includes everything needed to develop your managers into rising stars in your operation. As the leader of your organization, you take pride in continuing to up-level your operation and your team. You know that by investing in your people, jobs become careers and everyone in your team feels empowered to perform at their best. As you can see, The possibilities with Serve are endless. Serve is the key to unlocking your restaurant's hidden potential and will prove that the more your team is able to learn, the more your restaurant will earn. It's Serve, and it's a game-changer. Ready to Serve? Get started at srvnow.com.